Welcome to the Off the Fritz podcast, honest conversations that explore life with intention. Our podcast is a collection of honest stories and conversations with people who have learned and are continuing to learn to live with direction and intention, even when life gets crazy. Our hope is that this podcast will inspire you and provide you the tools to start living with more intention and a sense of possibility and purpose. Hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this conversation we have with our friends, Ryan and Beth Kelly. Um, Ryan and Beth um, have the largest YouTube mountain biking channel called The Lone Ranger. And I think there's a real mystery surrounding how do you make it on YouTube? Like, is this your yeah. full-time gig? Do you actually, like, how much, like, how do you How make do you make it? a living riding a mountain bike and on doing YouTube? doing what you love. And, yeah, it's, that's a good gig if you can get it. Yeah. But uh, it's hard work, though, as we learn. Mm-hmm. Um, very hard work. It's not by accident. Although there is an element of that. Uh, we, we talk about videos going viral and, like, all this stuff that me being a horrible geek doesn't understand. But, uh, yeah, really fun people. We've known them for a long, long time. Yeah. And, uh, I know you're going to enjoy this conversation because we really dig in there as to um, just Ryan and Beth's passion for mountain biking and a passion to really go and get the life that they wanted um, for themselves and as a family. And so they moved from Edmonton to Canmore and off they went um, just with huge aspirations for this life that they wanted to live. Yeah. And it happened with a lot of hard work and always a little bit of strike of luck yeah. for um, for what, they, what they're doing. And, and they got big dreams for where they're headed yeah. after this part too. I actually love really- that where it's like they've kind of arrived and now they're setting, you know, already setting a course for what's next. Yeah. And I think that's very, very cool, very yeah. wise as well. But yeah. anyway, really to me, a very interesting conversation with people that we really appreciate and have a lot of fun with. So mm-hmm. that's, there's a layer of that for us as well. But I hope you guys enjoy it. Well, hey guys, it's good to see you. We uh, actually had the opportunity yeah. to see you not too, too long ago, but this is fun to do it in this kind of context with a bit of a, I guess, a different style. The last time we were hanging out, we were in the mountains mountain biking, which uh, I'll be honest, rekindled some great love. Not not my love for you, <laughs> oh, man. but my love for mountain well, biking. Well, I was hoping it was for us. <laughs> well, that was nice too, but no, yeah. it was super fun. So... Uh, and uh, yeah, so thanks for taking us out. And it was also funny to see you guys getting recognized all over the trail, which was also funny. It was uh, it was kind of unique. Yeah. So hey, why don't you uh, why don't you let people know why why you're getting recognized on the trail as a starting point? Yeah, we are we are famous in an extraordinarily <laughs> select few number of places. Pretty much wherever there's like a lot of mountain biking happening, we might get recognized. And uh, yeah, that's because we run a, a, a mountain biking YouTube channel. It's what we do full time for our living. And it's called Lone Ranger Channel. And uh, it's taken us all across the world. And it's brought us out here to the mountains. And it's been a really amazing and insane journey so far. So yeah, yeah, no complaints. Well, and that's what we're here to talk about because we love your story and we find it fascinating. And I think we just, we really resonate with you and Beth as, as like years behind you um, with the starting our business. We're just diving into going, Hey, we want our jobs to be um, a reflection of what we love uh, jobs to be aligned with our yeah. values and, and who we are as people. And that's why we dove into Fritz tiny homes but tell us, like, give us the story. Like, how did you choose mountain biking? Ryan, you are a man that of many talents. You're a um, huge nerd. And you're really <laughs> smart and good at lots of different things. <laughs> you know, we know Ryan the musician, Ryan the coffee roaster, Ryan the photographer, um, all of these different things. Why biking? How, why biking? Yeah, I was actually thinking about this today. I was like, how did we get into running a mountain bike YouTube channel? (laughs) And I mean, like, but really our story starts like way further back than that. Like when I think about trying, like going out on our own and doing our, starting our own business, like it really started with Ryan and Beth photographers. And that was for us was like, okay, we want to, we don't want to work kind of, I guess, a regular job, if you will, a nine to five, because we want, I don't know, more control over our schedule. And we want to be able to spend more time with our family. Like, uh, one of the things for me is I had worked at a daycare and I was like, had taken care of other people's kids. And I was like, I don't want to send my kids to a daycare while I work all day. I actually want to find a way to involve our family more in our lives. So yeah, we started with Ryan and Beth Photographers and somehow we started a YouTube channel along the way, but I'll let you uh, jump uh, in. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you want to start at the Lone Ranger channel or go back to like when we quit our regular jobs. Start there, man. If it matters or start not. Start there, yeah. But um, 
<laughs> yeah, I I mean, this isn't like, uh, I probably shouldn't be saying this, but like all throughout school, like I knew that most of the school that the, the stuff I was learning in school wasn't really going to apply to me all that much because I'm like, I'm not going to go to some normal job. I'm going to run my own business. My dad ran his own, and still runs his own business. And that's probably a big part of why I lean towards that. But um, I always knew that I didn't want to really work for somebody else. I never really liked the thought of that. It's always made me very uneasy. And I like doing creative things as much and as often as possible. And so uh, I wanted to kind of meld everything together and to be able to pay the bills and be really excited when I got up. Most mornings, you can't say every morning because nobody's excited nope. every single nope. morning. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but most mornings I can get up and be like, oh, I have this cool idea and I have all today to go and try and make that idea a reality. And so we had planned for that. I was like, I, I'd like to take photography full time. In a couple of years, this is this is like, what, I don't know, probably 14 years ago or something like that. We had just gotten married. We'd made a rough plan. And lots of me, lots of people, lots and lots of people make these rough plans where they're working in their regular stable job and they go, let's say two years from now, I'm going to quit that job and I'm going to start doing what I want to do. Um, and a lot of people never get to that end point where they actually quit the stable job and go. But on January 2nd, 2010 or 2009 2009, <laughs> 2009 I got laid off and we had just had Casey our firstborn and I had a, a we had a decision to make <laughs> like okay do I go and find another regular job and get stuck in that or do we flip the switch right now and then see what we can do and uh for better or for worse we chose well now for better <laughs> but for a while it's probably for worse <laughs> uh, we chose the you know okay let's start a photography business from nothing and up until that point i'm taking pictures of like fence posts and like horses in the distance like i had no portfolio i had barely any experience you liked taking photos i liked taking photos <laughs> um but that's where we started and just went really hard at it um and so we did the photography thing for a long time uh, and that end up being commercial photography and that's you know how we've worked together in the past um shooting really high-end staircases <laughs> amazing stuff and then uh, it's always kind of a journey of just trying to mesh the time that i spend during the day and paying the bills and being as creative as possible and so i felt that with photography i can get pretty close to that but then i saw this thing on youtube where somebody had this amazing camera set up and they were flying down the trail and I'd never seen anything like it. And because of my photographer, videographer brain, I thought I could do that. And I could probably even do it better too, maybe. And then what if I could like I make mountain biking? Yeah, maybe not. Well if if I could make a go at this and there's really not many other people, there was like three or four other people out there doing it at the time, um, that would be even closer to my ideal. Because I'm being creative, I'm filming stuff getting to be nerdy uh and and mountain biking which has been a lifelong passion of mine and that's that lined up well enough to me to start going after it right on so hey i was i was gonna ask a question actually i feel like as i'm about to ask it maybe it's a stupid question but you got laid off and i ask it because we've been talking yeah. to people who it seems like a lot of people have this catalyst um, that has pushed them to that point where they were willing to take that step and for you it was getting laid off yep. for some other people we've talked to it was covid now, if you could be like introspective and know yourself, do you think that you would have got around to this had that layoff not happened? Well, that's the thing. And I kind of touched on that a little bit. Um, one thing I can say for like, I mean, we can never say for sure one way or the other, that kind of thing. But what I can say is as I got better at the job I was in uh, and it was it wasn't anything, you know, spectacular i was delivering water like the big 50 pound bottle okay. so i was in great shape yeah. so but the thing was i got really good at the job when i first started it would take all day to get three quarters of the way through the list of deliveries i had but then a year or two in i could do all of that before noon and so all of a sudden i was going back to the shop and being like well i'm done and then they're like well i guess do all this work instead and the work sucked it was like sweeping up and like doing things i really didn't want to do and then I would get paid the same at the end of the day as I did before when I was spending all day trying to get the deliveries done. And so that it really hit me hard that in these types of jobs, these hourly jobs, it really doesn't matter how good you get at it. You just have to like sit there and give them eight hours of your life every day, no matter how good you get at it. For the most part, like you'll get little raises here and there, but that mm -hmm. really did not sit well with me. Mm -hmm. I want to be able to like do something really great 
and be able to take 80% of the rest of the day off and get paid the same. (laughs) Or just keep going and doing more more things throughout the day that can really push what I want to see happen forward. Right. So I had that very strong sense and it was really starting to bother me. Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> I'm sure something would have happened at some Eventually, point, but okay. uh, it was a kick in the butt that we needed. Yeah. Well, and it, I asked that question based on that comment where I think a lot, like you, you, you'd said, like a lot of people feel this way, but how many people actually do something about it? And that's just something, you know, sometimes there's a catalyst that like kind of forces our hand, I suppose. And that's like, uh, at the time that might be really hard and that might be really uncomfortable, but then you look back on it, it's like, oh, that like saved me. Right. Um, yeah. But and then... I would, I guess it's like, I would hope that we don't all need that catalyst. I hope that it's, uh, we would all just take that step because we know where it's going to head. And I, I just sometimes want to, I don't know, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to talking to lots of people and hearing their stories of how they, how they, what, what forced them to take that step, whether it was internal or external. And I think that's a kind yeah. of fascinating, that first step is kind of, in some ways, one of the most fascinating parts of that story. Um, yeah, it's interesting Agreed. to yeah, me, totally. right? So. so what was the first step then yeah. for you guys now um, with the Lone Ranger? How did you how did you do this? So you started, you're like, I'm going to have a mountain biking channel. Obviously, at this point, you had um, a lot of understanding of like the, the tech and that side of it. And you're kind of blending your skill set there with then your mountain biking world. And I remember like those days um, when we were... I was there, you're taking photos of these amazing staircases in Edmonton for the job that we were doing before. And, and you guys are talking a lot about, I think we need to move to Canmore in order to really do this. Um, take us down that journey. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, with the Lone Ranger Channel, it's a tricky thing running a mountain bike channel in the middle of the Alberta prairies. Uh, it doesn't line up super well. Yeah, and- we found ourselves traveling a ton. And while we like traveling, and it's one of those things where travel sounds super fun, but the more you do it... And for work, for it's work, different, yeah. The more you realize you're like, oh, I actually like being at home. <laughs> or, at least that's what happened for us. Yeah. But and it also just made our jobs more challenging. The fact that, you know, sometimes it'd be like, oh, we just need this clip to finish off this video, but we're in the middle of Edmonton and we can't get it unless we drive, you know, three and a half hours to Canmore hmm. minimum. And then book a hotel <laughs> night, stay, and then, you know, like you're spending probably like nine, ten hours of just like non-filming stuff to get this one quick little clip right and so for us being able to step out the door and ride down the street to some amazing trails um personally obviously that's amazing we, we love that so much but then professionally oh man it just streamlined things so so much and opened up lots of opportunities yeah. and we're really close to a lot of great places in bc too mm-hmm. like we're an hour and a half in all these different directions from all this great mountain biking so that uh, that was a big part of it as well mm-hmm. Yeah, I believe early in your now tell me if I'm wrong, but early in your journey with the YouTube channel, there was a video that really hit, hit. went viral, right? Yep. Uh, yeah. How did for sure tell us about that? Yeah, uh, there was so we we had planned a lot of things going into this, and we <laughs> we ended up producing this like pretty high, high production video. And all of that. And so that that was one thing that we did. It didn't get a lot of views. But then we said, okay, we're going to go to Whistler. We're going to drop some cash to be out there, to be able to ride, uh, which was a big deal because we did not have a lot of cash back then at and all. I, actually, I wasn't even really biking at that point. No, you weren't even on the, on the channel. Then. I wasn't on the channel. I did a, a small amount of biking. So. Yeah. So we went there and I said, okay, uh, let's go and film as many trails as possible and then come home, release all those. Anytime somebody puts out Whistler videos, they always do well, is what I noticed on on YouTube. And so I said, this will be a great way to get going. And so I filmed a ton of different trails. And that video that went viral, it's a trail called Blue Velvet. Uh, It's a pretty fun blue flow trail, which means there's not a lot of techie roots and, and steep stuff. It's more like, uh, how would you put it? It's like a roller coaster ride, basically. <laughs> Lots of jumps and and not so much drops, but like big berms and stuff. And so I had filmed that and I did it in the easiest, most simple way possible where I just turned on a GoPro, rode the track and then turned it off again. Like this was, we were not doing high production quality on this. And I was just going to say for people who don't mountain bike, 
mountain bike trails are rated in the same way as ski trails are rated. Yeah. So you've got your green, blue, black, double black, yeah. etc. So it wasn't so. A, a, like it wasn't like some like crazy <laughs> mad trail where I'm doing some forty foot drop. You're not blowing anybody's <laughs> it was mind just out riding. How yeah. you're riding it? For sure. yeah. yeah. So, but the way that I filmed it, and I was using a, a electronic three axis gimbal with a GoPro on, and at the time that was that was really rare. And so to be able to have that sense of speed that you got from that camera setup, I mm. think blew a lot of people's minds. Right. And so for whatever reason, the almighty YouTube algorithm decided to spread it out. And it really is that, like nobody knows what's going on behind the scenes <laughs> of YouTube. Um, it decided to just test some audiences. It just put it out to this audience over here to see what would happen. And the click-through rate, rate was through the roof. The thumbnail was really good, which is that initial image you see on a video. It was me going up to this big wooden wall ride and it must have looked interesting enough. And all those, tons of those people watched. So YouTube decides to try a different group of people and a tons of those people watched. And it's just been going nuts for the last almost five years. I think it's at like 18 million views-ish. Wow. Wow. And it won't stop. It's, it's still, still going. <laughs> year over year, it's still like the highest viewed video on our channel. So that one every year. video, like what <laughs> wow. does that do to your overall, well, livelihood, I suppose? Like what is that like, that must like have such a trickle down effect or uh, that must be a catalyst to bring lots of people there. Like how does that, what does that mean for you guys that that went off? Well, well what it means, I mean, it means lots of different things in the YouTube realm. Um, when you have one video that goes, it doesn't mean that YouTube will always push out your videos more, but it's more likely to. And so if you get good click through rates, YouTube, the algorithm goes, oh, maybe we'll maybe we'll try some more people again with this channel and see if it catches. So that does help. Another big one is that we were really trying to monetize the channel. And so you need a certain number of subscribers and views and or subscribers and watch time hours. Right. And having that video go, um, we were able to monetize the channel really fast and we were able to start making income from it month over month. And it's funny enough, like being a being a photographer, like your income is all over the place all the time. And so this YouTube income that started coming in was the most consistent we've ever had in our lives, which is a strange thing to <laughs> think, like a YouTube channel, right? That's super funny because we were actually talking before we got on. I was like, we should ask him about what it's like to go from the world of like steady income to like what we believed was this erratic <laughs> YouTube social media income. Oh. So apparently we were way off on we're that. Way off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're actually we have the most stable income we've ever had by since far, starting, hands down. since going full time on our YouTube channel. Yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah. The <laughs> nice thing is, is that as you build up that repertoire of videos, this back catalog, those are continuously seen, especially when it's things like this specific trail or this GoPro review. Mm -hmm. um, they're called like evergreen videos because they last forever, um, and you'll always get consistent views on. Well, maybe not consistent, but you, there's views trickling in all the time, and so. You know, you might have one video that spikes that you put out last week and that's good, but there's always sort of this baseline in the background and it very rarely dips below a certain mark. And so we could not put out a video for a month and we know that our income from the that, that end of it um, will stay pretty consistent, which is very, very nice. Of so if you, I <laughs> yeah. mean, so let's, I'm just going to throw arbitrary numbers here, but let's say you have six videos in the background that are like kind of paying the bills. If you put out another successful video that ends up now you have seven, if you put another one, eight, does that like, can you grow that kind of evergreen stable of videos to like increase kind of your income that way? Does it work like that or is it? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, I mean, it's, it's so all over the place and you never know what's going to happen with the algorithm. It's generally quite terrifying working with it, but, <laughs> <laughs> but for the most part, yeah, you put out a video that does well. Um, like we and and sometimes things take off six months down the line. Like we did a garage makeover kind of thing for mountain bikers, and uh, we put that out, and it was like ah, it did okay. Mm -hmm. And then you know I think people the whole COVID thing and people wanting to work on their garage hit, and that video spiked, and it's been right. doing great ever since. And so you you never really know what's going to happen, right. but uh, <laughs> yeah, it's worked out well enough. <laughs> <laughs> so Beth, you in the beginning. Um, you were, you were mountain bike riding and stuff, but as of late, I've really seen your, you really get into this and become a key part of, of this journey with Ryan. And I just, I love watching you guys as a couple and you professionally, um, just flourish. How did, how did oh, thank that you. come to be? <laughs> Um, yeah, that, well, thanks. That's really kind. <laughs> nice to hear. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, I like, sometimes I'm like, how did I get into this? But, uh, yeah, I've always, 
I've always been like into do- just sports in general, skateboarded, skied and all that kind of stuff as a kid and teenager. So mountain biking wasn't like a big leap for me to get into. Like, yeah. Um, and Ryan just kind of like, in some cases, you definitely dragged me along. Like, <laughs> hey, I need someone to come and shoot this. And because I was the other half of our photography business, I had enough skill to to help shoot and do video for the mountain bike stuff and so I think that was more what kind of brought me into it as I started biking more and more because I had to get to these locations <laughs> yeah you had to get to the spot I had, had to get to, to the spot where I had to film <laughs> so I it was like I had to it was self-preservation I guess you could say I had to learn quickly <laughs> yeah. but I love it like I love the yeah I love the adventure of it and I mean i I wouldn't want to miss out on the fun anytime there's a trip planned or just, yeah, biking in general. I just love it. So, yeah. Yeah. You've, she's always been keen for sure on, <laughs> on that kind of thing. Like for our honeymoon, this was like many, this was how many, how many years have we been married? 14. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I pitched to her that we go to Whistler mountain bike park for our honeymoon and she didn't even know what that meant. And she was like, yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> she was pretty chill. And uh, I bought a bike for her off of eBay. And w- there we were, Whistler Mountain for our honeymoon. And she's like flipping over her bars and crying. I and- did, Yeah, I did cry. But it was also like, yeah, it was totally up my alley to do something like that. So it was fun. She says that now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I mean, Ryan, I know we've talked a little bit about this, like what sets your channel apart. And it's like, you know, the, the other YouTube channels, and I'm not experienced this, but you say they're like kind of these, these bros just like throwing down huge stuff. And I mean, I think that's, it's cool. It's yeah. like a little more accessible to see, you know, you're a good rider, but then to see like Beth just like kind of learning to ride um, and becoming proficient, becoming good, like kind of in front of people's eyes. And then when you throw your kids into the mix, it's like all of a sudden that yeah. like the broadness of your story uh, is, is just, it's, it's, it's unique that way. And it's really cool. So I think that that's a neat thing. So I well, mean... How was that bringing your kids into this story? <laughs> yeah, I mean, going back to what you said before, like as far as the difference between our channel and other channels, at the beginning, it wasn't the difference between our channel and other channels. It's that there weren't any other channels. Oh, okay, okay. It was like us and just a couple of other people. And then so it was, you know, me, goofball, going down the trail, doing my best not to die on a bike. And you had that side of it and me telling the story of, of trying to get better as a biker. And then the only other side of it was the pros with their super highly produced videos, chucking themselves off of cliffs, the whole Red Bull lifestyle going on. And so that was it. Now there are professionals, professional riders who do have great YouTube channels and they're, they're sort of blending both, which is really okay. cool to see. Um, but yeah, so that, that journey of like growth and just trying to get better and being real about it, that was very, very new in the mountain bike realm just five years ago. And so, we've just kept doing that with Beth coming on and then with the kids joining in. Um, mm-hmm. People really like to see that. And because mountain biking has exploded again, mountain bike tends to go up and down with popularity, but it's, it's definitely the most popular it's ever been at the moment um, for, for most kind of numbers. And so that means there's, there's so many more women involved. Yeah. Um, there's so many more people of color involved, which before, honestly, it's just a bunch of white dudes in the lineup at Whistler. And now it's, it's women, it's people of color, it's kids. Yeah. It's been really, really cool to see what's happened over the last mm-hmm. just four or five years. And so people want to see more content, not just from the dudes doing backflips, right? right. And so we kind of came on at the right time. Cool. Basically. <laughs> right you, time, right place. Yeah, yeah, have your yeah. kids always wanted to be on camera? How have you navigated that as a family? I don't know if it, they necessarily just always wanted to be on camera. They're just used to it <laughs> because we've always That's just true. had big cameras around all the time. Like we get a new camera in and we're going to take photos of the family. We got to test out the camera and make sure it's all working yeah. right. And we just want to take photos of our family anyways. And so their entire lives, they've had cameras around. So it was a very... Yeah easy thing for them to be on camera for sure yeah and i mean they both really love biking um probably casey more than tom but they both yeah tom really likes it too so i think like the hardest part the hardest part to navigate has just been like uh mixing the work and the family side of it as far as like it's fun to just go out as a family and bike but then we get um yeah we get offered to like oh can you come here and make a video at our bike park with your family 
which is really fun. But then we have to go, okay, kids, we are doing this. and It's going to be fun, but we also have to do work as well. And yeah. so that, like finding that balance at times can be tricky because they're kids and they get tired and they're like, I don't feel like working because <laughs> <Yeah, exactly. laughs> I'm a child. <laughs> yeah. But uh, what but, we have done, we always pay them too. We're yeah. like, okay, so we're going to pay you because like we're getting paid. You should get paid. And then along mm-hmm. with that comes those responsibilities of mm-hmm. working. And so that they've been totally okay with. Like, yeah, I'm doing a job. Yeah. This is what I'm doing for two hours today or whatever. Yeah. We don't work them to the bone or anything. (laughs) Right. (laughs) They do. They do like it and look forward to it. But it definitely, there is that balance of like, yeah, being a parent and also bringing your kids into your job. It's not always easy, which I'm sure you guys have experienced as well. (laughs) And a tricky thing with that, and yeah, you guys probably have experienced that more now as you're showing your personal lives in, you know, on Instagram, which you guys do such a great job of, by the way. Like I watch every single one of those stories. (laughs) Um, It's tricky because uh, when it's not just us going to a bike park to go have fun at the bike park. A lot of times we're going, especially at the beginning when there's no way that we could have afforded to go with four people to Whistler. It's, it would have just been way too expensive. And even now like Whistler is super expensive. And so we're there, but we're there to work, but also fun. Cause our work is supposed to be showing us having fun and it is fun, but it's work. It's a very confusing yeah, yeah. thing for, for us, let alone the kids, right? right. So, yeah, well, I can I can resonate with that a bit. Like the journey for us with um, with this, obviously, you guys know. Like part of the whole goal in in starting Fritz Tiny Homes was to be able to work from home and to to set our family up for a lifestyle that aligns with where we want to go and who we want to be. And we wanted to show our kids, um, dad and mom, working from home, and and show them like our our roles in that and how we work together as a team. And that this business is both of ours together. We're co-owners in this. And mom has this role. Dad has this role. And we can step in and, and merge that. And, and the hard times and the hard work and all of that. And yet at the same time, I found it interesting transitioning from like, well, I guess, quote unquote, corporate work to homework. Um, it's taken a bit for the kids to understand that. Where before, mm-hmm. Kev would leave. Yeah. And he was like, he left at... Um, seven in the morning, he was home six at night after the commute. So to them, dad was at work. Yep. We're now dad's at home and it, it's taken and at work and at work. And <laughs> at work. Yeah. We're almost for a bit there. Like they really didn't like what we were doing. They resented me working all the time. Yeah. And I was like, I always worked yeah. all the time. You're just watching me now. Right. And like for the kid to yeah. come to but you're there, that, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Is, you're physically present there, yeah. but during certain hours, like you, that's it. Yeah. And in the past when <laughs> Which I was is hard for everybody, yeah, yeah. when I was physically present, I was present as dad. Now when I'm physically yeah. present, I'm present as I'm at work and then I'm present as dad later. And for kids, it's hard for them to make that distinction. So we found there's a little bit, yeah. of, maybe you need liter. Maybe, maybe we both need like literally two different yeah, colored hats. hats. Yeah. <laughs> it's like <laughs> work uniform on like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah. don't don't ask for dad when this hat's on. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Oh, but they're coming <laughs> totally. to understand it. And <laughs> I think are. so yeah. much um, of our experiences in drawing them into what we're doing is to just to really help them to understand why. It's like right. this is what this looks like mm-hmm. and this is why. This is why we're doing this, or this is why mom mommy's on her phone right now. Because hey, do you want to see this part of the of us? And and I think for, for Kin one one time, um, because our kids aren't on social media and it's not like they're young. They're yeah. young and we don't let them <laughs> <What>? um, <laughs> to do all of that. And and I realized that I hadn't really shown them Instagram. And I just I showed right. I showed Kin and I said, Hey, here's our page take a look. And he just started scrolling through and wow, mom, that's so cool. And like, look at that video and him seeing the, the us this way, he, he got it. He understood a bit more and it was more meaningful to him. And so I think it's all about like bringing the kids in and really explaining the why behind right? and acknowledging the hard. And, and they, they get to see things that yeah. they wouldn't <laughs> normally see. I mean, they get to, they've watched us work super hard. Whereas before they said, take my word for it. Then when I left in the morning, I was out working super hard, right? And I mean, right. with, with, yeah. with your kids and like, they're getting paid. They're, getting, they're going to work already as young kids. They're getting paid. It's like, no, I got a job to do. Do it well and get paid, yeah. right? Like there's lessons to be learned. Yeah, yeah. for sure. And, you know, I think uh, I mean, there's so many sides to this, but 
in my in my opinion, anyways, I, you know, everybody wants their kids to be independent and they want them to do what they love when they grow up and 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 put weight into that side of things and, and not just do something that they hate just because it pays the bills. I, I think the very best way to actually help make that happen is to do it yourself. Hmm. Um, it's easier said than done, obviously, yeah. but just having that example for them to actually see is is massive for them for sure yeah yeah it opens up like so i came from a family that you know was not a, a business family like you know my mom was a was a mom who looked after a whole bunch of kids and my dad was a school teacher so the idea of going into business was so much more foreign to me um and there was just mm. this this pull for me that that managed to outweigh maybe my lack of experience if you will right nice. um but yep. I mean, my kids will have maybe way broader perspectives in, in that context than I was ever given just by nature of their differing experiences. Right. So, um, mm-hmm. I mean, and obviously we all hope to give our kids, well, everything, I guess, as far as experiences, you know, that we can, <laughs> everything we can possibly offer them. Right. So it's exciting yep. to me. Uh, honestly, it's exciting to me when I see my kids win. It's exciting when I see them fail. Uh, Cause I just like, I'm like, Oh yeah, they're learning so much right now. And so, totally. and, and for us to see us win and fail, they learn the same things, right? So the more yeah. they see of us, the more they learn, I think, just full stop. Yep. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. And I'm, <laughs> I, I feel like I swing, to, yeah, done. <laughs> I feel like I swing pretty far in that direction, maybe too far sometimes where it's like, you know, I'll watch them like trip <laughs> and get hurt. I'm like, I don't rush over and be like, oh, oh my goodness, oh no. I go, yeah, well, you probably learned from that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> probably won't do that again. Yeah, you know, we're on the same page. Actually, Hudson, our uh, second oldest boy, he, he, he ate it pretty hard on his bike and he was bleeding again. And that night he was laying in bed and he's like, you know what, Dad? I actually don't mind crashing that much on my bike because I think I get way better every time. And I'm like, you sound like you're saying that just for me. But he wasn't. He's not that, he's not that nice. He wouldn't do it, right? But <laughs> Yeah. That's great. Well, yeah, it yeah. sounded like this was like this That's after fun. school special, but it was just it was his honest words, right? So I love that stuff. Yeah. yeah. I love that. That's great. What are you guys loving about um the transition to moving in, into the mountains? You're you've gone from Edmonton and uh you know out in the prairies to this uh to Canmore and and Canmore culture, yeah. mountain culture. Yeah, beyond the trails and yeah, beyond, beyond that. Like what do you love about being out there? What do you love about yeah. I mean I mean, for me, one of my favorite things is talking to other people and learning about why they live in Canmore because because it is expensive to live in Canmore there's there's a pretty like high cost of entry and and so but it's not that you'll you'll you do find wealthy people here but you also find a lot of people who have sacrificed a lot to be here because they really that's the majority of people yeah I'd say that's the majority yeah that is the majority of people and it's just so interesting to hear their stories and their reasons like why they live here it's really that's yeah cool that's been take. one of the most inspiring parts yeah. yep yeah that's uh it doesn't matter if it's a person that just moved here or a person that was born here and still lives here every single person had to make it a priority yeah. to want to be in this place and so people have to get creative on that side of it and so in probably any mountain town certainly this one um there's just so many different Uh, there's so many entrepreneurs here, um, trying to make a go of it and, you know, opening up cafes and art galleries and, uh, I don't know, restaurants, all these different things to try and blend what we try and blend as well. Like the Mm -hmm. artistry and, uh, excitement to get up in the morning and living in a place like this. And if you can make all that work somehow, then that's, that's kind of, well, that's ideal. That's my ideal anyways. (laughs) Um, yeah, as far as living here. It's been it's been fantastic in all the ways that you would hope it would be. Uh, and honestly, I haven't found one downside of living here yet. I have nothing negative to say well, about it. Well, we miss our we do miss our family. <laughs> well, yeah. That's not Canmore's That's a given fault. though, right? That's a given. That's a given. Yeah. Uh, and no. just for the listeners, Canmore is like if, you know, Alberta is like one province over from BC and Canmore is like right on the line of uh, it's on the Alberta side, but it's really close to the BC border. Um, it's in the mountains, right next to Banff, basically, yeah. just down the road from Banff. Well, out your front yeah, door, so when stunning. we came to visit last yeah. month, out your front door are the mountains. Yeah, and I, it beautiful. was breathtaking. Yeah. yeah. Well, hey, and yeah. that's that's really cool. Like that, that's a hot take, Beth, about like what makes that community cool. Because like honestly, it's why we want to start this podcast. It's exactly that. The same thing that you might be experiencing in your community. It's like we just want to talk to like like people like you, who are like 
they're doing something for a reason. You know what I mean? It's like, they're not just stumbling along. It's like, well, this is what happened. It's like people who like had to like go to lengths and take like maybe courageous or scary or very purposeful steps to get to where they're going. And they've left the beaten path a little bit. And maybe you've got a whole city full of people like that. Like that's a good time, right? Like that's what we find with the, the tiny yep. home community. We're finding totally. one of the most exciting things is all these, this group of people. It's like, there's no, whatever there's no normies in the tiny home community like everybody yeah. is yeah. You know what <laughs> that's I mean? for sure like everybody is like yeah. willing to take a step outside or else you or else you're not you're not living so that's pretty neat actually that uh, that community is made up of people like that that's i like that ryan and beth what would you say to like a listener who just has something stirring inside them where they're wanting to make the change to a more intentional life, um, whether that is a job switch or just maybe they want to um, eat a different way or um, like whatever. We don't need the long list of examples of those burning things inside of you that you just go like, life's a bit in a rut and I just want to do the thing. What's your advice to them? Oh boy. <laughs> I would say uh, start with your why, yeah. because mm. for us, so much of uh, what we've chosen to do has always come back to our family, like the four of us. Mm -hmm. And yeah, from when we started Ryan and Beth Photographers, it was about like being together as a family, spent being able to spend more time together. And then I think about as the kids went to school, we realized like, oh, we don't want to be wedding photographers because that means we're going to work every weekend and all summer. And so our why was still our family. And so we actually realized, okay, we actually have to switch our job, even though it's like a really amazing job. We got to like, we got to make this work differently because our why is still our family. So yep. yeah, it's I really think. totally, it's just kind of distilling down those things. But yeah, that's, that's the biggest thing. So I think that like you can plan for a destination, like where you want to be in a year or two years or whatever. Um, but for me personally, um, and everybody works differently, of course, for me, it's always been what's happening in the moment needs to line up in a certain way for me. And that's what I've always uh, gone for. And so for me, I, I need to be creative. I need to be able to create things um, and have my brain firing on all cylinders a lot of the day. That's just how that's my natural state. And yeah, and that's part of was, your why as yeah, well, I would yeah. say. Exactly. <laughs> Back and, to the why. <laughs> and so when I was in other jobs and working for other people, I couldn't do that very much during the day at all. And so that was my main driving focus. It wasn't I want to get rich five years from now or something or I want to uh, shoot the Olympics or something like that. It was like every day I just I need to be creative. And that's that's been a, a big part of just driving it. I'm a, I'm a pretty like in the moment person. Mm -hmm. I'm really bad at planning ahead. Uh, I just kind of like follow my nose a little bit um, <laughs> with decision making as long as it sort of lines up with I can hang out with my family, I can be creative and I can make the choices that I want to make during the day. Um, yeah, I didn't. I don't even know if I answered your question because no, that's such a hard question to answer. I'm so sorry, but because everybody is no. so different. Yeah, <laughs> you, you you hit it on the head though. It's understanding your why, and your why yeah. drives that. And if you don't know mm -hmm. the answer to that, like you're right, it's it's setting intention, and and setting a trajectory, mm -hmm. and steering your ship to where you want it to go. Right. And I think Ryan yeah. and, like, and being okay. Sorry, go ahead. No, you go ahead. Um, and also being okay and, and knowing full well that it's going to get really, really hard yeah. many, many times throughout the process. Um, that's a big one. And being okay with that. It's okay that things will fail catastrophically. Things have failed pretty hard on our end a number of times over the years. Mm -hmm. um, because other interesting doors open up from those those failures, failures all the time. I did air quotes for the podcast people uh, <laughs> around failures. Um, and so that is something that you just need to assume is going to happen. Like things will go badly in many different times. And that's also part of it. Um, I think a lot of times when people are thinking about diving into something like this, they're only thinking about the good parts. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's, it's good to just kind of have a level head going yeah. into something like this for sure. And I mean, I, 
Yeah, on that. So, sorry, go ahead if you had something to say. No, I was just going to say I'm really glad I let you talk first because you guys have like eloquently stated pretty much everything I feel about this issue. So, there you go. Thank you for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, carry on. <laughs> yeah. Oh, now I, I was just thinking like um, it's really easy to hear someone else's story and just hear how like easy it was or how good it was. But like, yeah, like on that note of what you said, like there's – there have been times where it was like really tight for us and we were living like paycheck to paycheck for years. <laughs> and yeah, but or times where it was like I don't even know how we're going to pay the rent and then yeah. some job would come in and and it would work out, but it wasn't like this magical like life all the time. There's there's been stressful times and and yeah, and come and we've had to like bring ourselves back to that. Well, why are we doing this and it's because we want to get here and we want these things to be a part of our life right now yeah and well like one real and i think you got we were talking about this when you guys were out here but one really tangible thing that people can work towards is um just going from the stats and we were in this boat not a lot of people have the kind of savings that they would necessarily want to have going into something like this or like changing their career or job i don't really like the career word changing (laughs) what they're doing at the time um But the biggest thing that really kind of like opened this big mental block for us to really start trying stuff was just having a thousand bucks in savings. And it took a while to get that Mm because we were always, like you said, paycheck to paycheck, job to job. And it was really difficult to do that. But once we just had that little bit of savings, it just seemed like something clicked in our heads and we went, oh, we have even just this little tiny bit of cushion. Mm -hmm. Let's try some stuff. And that, it was huge. Like that, I don't remember how many years ago that was now, but just saving that thousand bucks was massive for our mental state for, for trying new things and, and following that different paths. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like this. Probably helped relieve a bit of stress. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, essentially it's kind of this like little victory, right? Like, you know, it's not an arbitrary yeah. victory, but it's just a small victory. It's like, hey, we're going to go do this thing. What's the first thing we want to do? Let's save a thousand bucks. And it's like, that's tangible. Mm-hmm. You can do it. You can note its success yep. and, and feel good about that. And I think you maybe build a bit of momentum with that. And it, it's funny. It's one thing I'm trying to do in these, in this podcast when talking with people, because we're talking with people like you guys who are like way outside of like the ordinary, as far as your path right now in life. And we're talking with a lot of people like, you know, people sailing across the world and all this stuff. And it's like, yeah. I just really want to bring it home Amazing. to let people know that it's like, it, it doesn't matter what your direction is what your choice is like we're not talking about how to become youtube sensations here we're talking about like how to do that thing that that big thing that little thing that other thing whatever it may be it's like go out and do that thing for you and for what you want to accomplish and to get to that place in life where you want to be and i just always want to like i feel like i always want to be like time out time out to anybody who's listening it doesn't matter what it is (laughs) right it doesn't have to be big it doesn't gotta make you famous it's just do that thing that's gonna make you happy and give you that contentedness mm-hmm. and uh, take you to that place in life for that lifestyle that you want to live. And so mm-hmm. I find totally. myself always want to interject yeah. that. Yeah. <clears throat> Absolutely. And it is that, that daily why that you were talking yeah, about, like the perfect. big why, like, yeah. why, why am I doing this? That's uh, that's a, such a huge deal. And it's like what we've done throughout the years, things have, have evolved so much. Like we started out, yeah, taking portraits and, and sh- shooting weddings and that kind of thing. And then commercial photography, because we wanted Less weekend, less weekends where we were working and starting the Lone Ranger channel so that we can go mountain biking more and do something more physical and create some different kind of content. And then now with this new YouTube channel that we've started. I was just going to ask. Um, yeah, called, go for it. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's the, the continuation of this distillation of what we want to be doing in our daily lives. And the Lone Ranger channel is absolutely amazing and we're not planning on stopping that anytime soon. But with this tech channel, what it does is it's it's also a very seasonal thing, especially in Canada. Mountain biking is super seasonal, it's just summertime, unless you go travel somewhere, which is a little difficult right now. Um, <laughs> but on the tech side of things, so like iPhones and, and uh, you know, TVs and iMacs, all that kind of stuff, like just tech, consumer electronics, a lot of that of those releases happen in the winter. And so we're able to really nicely sort of dovetail these two different seasons between Lone Ranger and the tech channel. And, you know, in however many years from now, when I don't feel like flinging myself off of huge drops on camera anymore, which now I'm doing, am I the bro now? Hold on a second. <laughs> am I the one that's, wait a minute. Hey, I got no problem with um, bros. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> um, so, but you know, for a few years from now, when we want to start slowing down the Lone Ranger channel, this tech channel is going to be there. And 
now we'll you know in a few years we can go to Whistler uh, without filming and just go and go and ride with with the kiddos and stuff like that. And so we're always just trying to move a little bit closer to that ideal. I don't know if that's yeah. the right word for it or not, but um, yeah. just us, a constant process. Tell us what for the listeners just so that they know what is this? You're just like embarking on this new adventure with this tech channel. What's it called and what? What are you doing with it? I like the format. Tell us about the format. <laughs> oh, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, it's a tech review channel. Um, there's one thing, and this goes back to the same thing that I noticed starting the Lone Ranger channel, is that it seems like pretty much all the tech review channels on YouTube, it is a guy standing on the other side of a desk talking at you, telling you about some product or whatever. Tells you about the product. Those are his opinions. It's over. It's almost always a guy it's almost always a guy in his mid thirties. It's almost always like, it's just like this one very specific person that does these tech reviews. And I am that guy, by the way, <laughs> clearly. But the thing is though, is that, so my friend Degju and I, um, he is also in Canmore here. Uh, it's too bad he wasn't here to get on this podcast, but <laughs> so him and I are him. Yeah. So him and I are starting this channel together and we have very we have pretty polar opposite views on tech. He's a very much like a Samsung Android type person. I'm very Apple iOS kind of person and we fight about it all the time. And so, you know, I was planning on starting this tech channel anyways, but having his energy on there and him, you know, arguing with me about how good the new iPhone 13 Pro is, I figured we needed to point a camera at that because that, right. that sounds like good <laughs> YouTube to me. Getting multiple perspectives. And of yeah. course, you know, much to her chagrin, you know, getting Beth in there. I've already been on, She's already <laughs> been already on the channel. Um, I was but, like, I'm not going to be a part of this a lot. <laughs> or, you know, like this for the most simplest things, like if you were looking up uh, the iPhone 13 versus the iPhone 13 Pro Max, for example, and, you know, it'll show like man hands holding the phone. And like, oh yeah, well that doesn't look too big. But then like if Beth's ho Beth holds the phone and you're a female viewer watching that, then you actually get to see like, whoa, that's that's a big phone. Right. <laughs> like yeah. just all these little tiny perspective or differences. Or just a person with smaller hands. Or just a person with smaller hands. <laughs> um, yeah, so, we, so we've been putting out some videos. Uh, we've got a GoPro Hero 10 review that just came out. I just put out an Apple iPhone 13 review. When the Samsung stuff and the Google stuff starts coming out, Degju's taken over and he's going to be the main presenter for those. And so, um, yeah, it's just about, again, being creative, having fun with cameras and audio, because that's very much my thing. Mm -hmm. um, getting to help people out. Um, the Tech Review channel, I've, I had a hard time. I have hard times with it sometimes because I'm like, am I just like pushing all of this consumer electronic mm -hmm. stuff? Like, I don't want to be part of that machine. Mm -hmm. But what the channel is supposed to be is to help people to not spend their money where they shouldn't spend mm -hmm. it. So like, for example, the iPhone 13 review video is don't buy this phone. Like that's the title of it. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's like using the using my own process of creating things and using the phones in professional uses too and, and doing all of that to show people what's worth their time and what's worth their money and what isn't, in my opinion, anyway. And Degju's opinion, of course. Right. You're not Degju, but <laughs> not if Degju was here, I just pointed at Beth. Yeah. We'll pretend you're Degju. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's it's been really fun. We're right now, we're doubling up. Right now we have two things going on. We have Lone Ranger and Run the Jewels. And so we're super, super slammed. It's really, really busy right now. Um, and that's not me bragging. I, ha I have this thing, I read this book called Do Nothing. Um, by, who's it by? It's by Celeste Headley. And it really hit home. Like people always brag about how busy they are, but I don't, I don't think people should brag about that at all. No. She says that in the book. Yeah. It's not a good thing to be super busy all the time. You want to be as less, as least busy as possible. <laughs> I don't and I know, completely I just agree want to like enjoy my life. <laughs> yeah. So I, well, I say that we're super busy, but it's not forever. Right. It, it's crazy right, right now, but there's an end point to it. You're building something. Yeah, yeah, and so we're building something from the start, and there's always more work involved at the beginning, yep. as yeah, you guys know. know full well. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> we're right there with yeah. you guys. But uh, it's pay to play. <laughs> but yeah, the goal the goal is to streamline things and to yeah be able to have that nice balance, whatever that might be in the future of just yeah do doing the right amount of work that we feel like doing <laughs> and being creative <laughs> yeah. while we do it. Well, it's funny, Ryan, like when you said that balancing, I think you're doing that. I mean, when you talked about, I'm the kind of guy I live in the moment and I think about today, whatever. And then here you are planning for a new career when you 
how many years down the road do you want to stop mountain biking for a career, right? And it's like, so I think that maybe you, you know who you are and your desire to live in that moment, but you're also maybe you guys are wise enough to know that that future is out there and you want to prep for that as well. And I think that's, uh, there's probably, yeah, there's some wisdom in that too. So good job. <laughs> oh. Well, thanks. Yeah. Appreciate it. So anyway, Heather, we're kind of running out of time here, but Heather wants to end all of our podcasts in the same way. So, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you a question. We're going to sing together. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> we are going to okay. sing a song. No. <laughs> um, I'd like to ask you a question. You can answer it as light or as deep as you want. But Ryan and Beth, what is bringing you joy these days? <laughs> what is bringing you? Well, I'll start. Go, go for it. Uh, it is uh, look, getting up every day and looking out our little bay window and seeing the Three Sisters mountain range. Mm-hmm with the sunrise on them every day. doesn't matter what day it is. Every single day, doesn't matter how cruddy I feel when I wake up or whatever. I look out the window and I go, holy crap, look at that. <laughs> and so that's been a really, really amazing thing. It's been two years now and every single day I do it. I don't, it's not like a, a checklist thing that I do. I just have to go and do it. Mm-hmm. I have to go and look at these mountains. And so that, that's been bringing me joy every day. That's um, awesome. checklist. Yeah. And uh, another thing is... Lately, I mean, it's been for a while, but just having the boys come in and be really interested in what what I'm doing and what we're doing and asking questions and like being pumped about it, whatever it is, whether that's mountain biking or trying to hit this jump line or this new piece of tech that just came in that we're reviewing. Uh, it's really cool to, to see them be a part of it in any way and, and them having fun with it. And yeah, be like what you guys said, being able to experience what we do and understand that we're trying to do something a little different here. <laughs> yeah. Um, for me, I've just been super happy that it's cool enough to bake again. <laughs> that's one of the things that brings me joy. <laughs> You're such a good I like baker. that too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's <laughs> just bringing Ryan joy to you. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm like actually happy that it's fall just because we're getting some cooler weather. But yeah, that and just people being able to start to interact again with like pandemic stuff. Well, I don't even want to say it's wrapping up, but like, I don't know, our kids are going out and playing outside with their friends again. And that just makes me so happy because yep. my house is a little quieter sometimes <laughs> and because <laughs> they're having fun. So, yeah. Yeah. Right on. Well, hey guys, thank you. It's fun to see you again, even in a different context like this. Uh, thanks for taking the time to do this with us. Um, we hope to come and see you in person again someday soon. Yeah, and, uh, you guys are so yeah, inspiring to Kevin and I. Yep. You've honestly been um, one of those people that in this journey of, hey, are we going to do this? Are we going to jump in in both feet? We, we've we leaned in going, Ryan and Beth did it. They yep. followed their heart. They made a career and, and, a, and a life for themselves that just is so you guys. And so thanks for uh, being <laughs> an example to Kevin and I. Yeah, we appreciate it. Absolutely. Oh, thanks for that. Thanks. That's really cool yeah. to hear. It's been, yeah, on the other, on the flip side of it, watching you guys dive in and we've seen it right from the very beginning and having those like initial conversations with you too, just like thinking like, should we do this? So it's been great to see as well. Cool. So, yeah, it's uh, been really fun to watch. Yeah. yeah. There we go. Well, hey guys, thanks for this. We'll, we'll see you again soon. Thank you for having us on. You bet. Yeah, we really appreciate it. You bet. Thanks for listening to that episode with Ryan and Beth. I hope you really enjoyed kind of just the backstory there from our conversations of what it was like for them to get into YouTube to even some of our conversations surrounding how to navigate family and incorporate family within. Because I know that for Kevin and I with what we're doing, home business at home, being on Instagram and stuff like that, you know, those are things that we're talking about and listening for wisdom like heading forward um, Mm -hmm. as our own family. So now that you heard more from Ryan and Beth, you know, you need to go watch a YouTube yep. uh, mountain bike video. So yep. head on over to The Loam Ranger and The Loam, L-O-A-M, or The Loam Ranger at Instagram, as well as their new and tech channel. And the new channel, tech channel, which also I think we have to spell, the Run the Jewels, which is J-O-U-L-E-S. Yep. Yeah, YouTube tech reviews. I think it's a fun take on it. So check that out. Um, and uh, thanks for them, and thanks for you guys for watching. <laughs>